always knocking, but they can't come in. Only the children enter. Jesus spoke in Matthew eighteen three and 4, and said, Verily I say unto you, Except ye be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of God. Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child, the same is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. I am reminded of 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 21 through 28. For after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God, it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block, and unto the Greeks foolishness. But unto them which are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh... Not mighty, uh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty, and base things of the world, and things which are despised hath God chosen, yea, and things which are not, to bring to naught things that are. Only childlike faith in Christ Jesus can please God. Nothing else will do. Not scholarship, fame, power, strength, or beauty. Just childlike faith. To the carnally driven, the word of God is hidden. But to the childlike, it is the open book of life. Are you ready to discover the most magnificent mystery of all time? Are you personally ready to participate in God's greatest miracle? God said, man said, has good news for you. Today is your day of salvation. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Exodus fourteen twenty one through 28, And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night, and made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. And the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon the dry ground, and the waters were a wall unto them, on the right hand and on the left. And the Egyptians pursued and went in after them to the midst of the sea, even all Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen. And it came to pass that in the morning watch the Lord looked unto the host of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and of the cloud, and troubled the host of the Egyptians, and took off their chariots' wheels, that they drave them heavenly, so that the Egyptians said, Let us flee from the face of Israel, for the Lord fighteth for them against the Egyptians." And the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch out thine hand over the sea, that the waters may come again upon the Egyptians, upon their chariots, and upon their horsemen. And Moses stretched forth his hand over the sea, and the sea returned to his strength when the morning appeared, and the Egyptians fled against it, and the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. And the waters returned and covered the chariots and the horsemen, and all the hosts of Pharaoh that came into the sea after them, there remained not so much as one of them. God said, Exodus 15, verse 8, And with the blast of thy nostrils the waters were gathered together. The floods stood upright as in heap, and the depths were congealed in the heart of the sea. 
God said, Exodus 12, 35 and 36, And the children of Israel did according to the word of Moses, and they borrowed of the Egyptians jewels of silver and jewels of gold and raiment. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, so that they lent unto them such things as they required, and they spoiled the Egyptians. Man said the great miracles of the Bible have no anchor in truth. They are merely fairy tales and highly exaggerated stories passed down through the generations. Now the record. What the world views as a book of strange pronouncements laden with miraculous accounts and intricate commandments, a book they claim is of dubious origin and and of little value, is of course the Word of God in the Holy Bible. This is God Said, Man Said, feature article number 501. These features certify the full veracity, the glorious supernatural accuracy, and the unquestionable inerrancy of the Word of God. These articles are archived in text and streaming audio. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. Welcome to God Said, Man Said. We're so glad you've come. Skeptics can be skeptics as they choose. But their skepticism is continually being debunked by constantly occurring discoveries, and Moses is surely one of them. The scriptures declare the history of Moses, the great plagues of Egypt, the spoiling of the Egyptian people by the Hebrew slaves, the parting of the Red Sea, and so much more. Could these miraculous accounts be true? And of course, the answer is a resounding yes. Before we review new information concerning Moses and the parting of the Red Sea, the following excerpts from God Said, Man Said are in order. These paragraphs from Moses Challenged concern the spoiling of the Egyptians. Exodus chapter 3, verses 20 through 22. And I will stretch out my hand and smite Egypt with all my wonders, which I will do in the midst thereof, and after that he will let you go. And I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, and it shall come to pass that when ye go, ye shall not go empty. But every woman shall borrow of her neighbor. And of her that sojourneth in her house, jewels of silver and jewels of gold and raiment, and you shall put them upon your sons and upon your daughters, and ye shall spoil the Egyptians. The following report is found in the International Jerusalem Post, November 28, Uh, 2003, on page 31. The recent publicity garnered by the Egyptian professor who intends to file a lawsuit against the Jewish people and the state of Israel for the return of the gold, silver, and clothing taken by the Israelites when they left Egyptian bondage over three millennia ago caused me to think how ancient scores are never really settled, at least when they involve the Jews. The academic who claims to be following this class action suit is perhaps unaware that this tactic was attempted before. In fact, it was employed over 23 centuries ago when Alexander the Great ruled both Egypt and the land of Israel. The Talmud in Tractate Sanhedrin relates that Egyptian representatives appeared before Alexander and asked that he demand from the Jews the return of all the wealth taken by them when they left Egyptian slavery a millennium earlier. Alexander sent a notice to the Jewish elders in Jerusalem asking for a representative to present the Jewish side of the dispute. The rabbi sent a man by the name of Gavha, who was small in stature but very clever. 
His defense was that if one were to start down the slippery road of adjudicating ancient claims, then the Egyptians still owed the Jews for centuries of slave labor. Alexander, no fool himself, realized the morass that he had placed himself in by agreeing to judge the cause and decided to dismiss the matter altogether, end of quote. A short time after the spoiling of Egypt and slaying of the firstborn, the children of Israel crossed the Red Sea and began their 40-year journey through the wilderness. This following excerpt is from a book by Warner Keller titled, The Bible is History. Discoveries during excavations and contemporary texts, sometimes providing almost literal correspondence, confirm the biblical picture. We must not think, however, that the academic dispute over the historicity of these events in the life of Israel is thereby settled. Professor William Foxwell Albright of America has some sharp words to say on this subject. Since he is one of the few scholars with almost universal qualifications as theologian, historian, philosopher, orientalist, archaeologist, and comparative biologist, they may well be cited as conclusive. According to our present knowledge of the topography of the eastern delta, the accounts of the start of the Exodus, which is given in Exodus 12 and 13, is topographically absolutely correct. Further proofs of the essentially historical nature of the Exodus can be supplied without great difficulty thanks to our growing knowledge of topography and archaeology. We must content ourselves here with the assurance that the hypercritical attitude which previously existed in respect of the earlier historical traditions of Israel has no longer any justification, end of quote. If you have placed your faith in the Word of God, you will not be ashamed. The following excerpt concerning the Red Sea is from the God Said, Man Said feature, Moses. There have been reports of divers finding what appear to be chariot wheels and the remains of human bones scattered across the floor of the Red Sea. God said, man said com used the Internet to contact one such diver, asking him to confirm the discoveries. His name was Aaron Sen, and his reply is listed as follows. Yes, that's true. I picked up an ancient human femur, uh, which was among several dozen other similar-looking corals. It was tested by the Department of Osteology in Stockholm, Sweden. If my website is still up, you can see it there, along with a little uh, write-up about it. What I believe to be a cherry wheel that we found is there, too. It's the picture with the metal detector showing on one or more of the shots. Metal was only detected where the spokes and hubs would be, and it has the right dimensions, end of quote. We have addressed the issue of fluid dynamics and the parting of the Red Sea on this site before. Now the latest research, published September 21, 2010 by Yahoo News under the banner Parting of the Red Sea Jives with Natural Laws, again shouts yes to God, absolutely yes. It reads, Mother Earth could have parted the Red Sea, hatching the great escape described in the biblical book of Exodus, a new study finds. A strong east wind blowing overnight could have swept water off a bend where an ancient river is believed to have merged with a coastal lagoon along the Mediterranean Sea, said study team member Carl Drews of the National Center for Atmospheric Research. While archaeologists and Egyptologists have found little evidence that any events described in Exodus actually happened, the study outlines a perfect storm that could have led to the 3,000-year-old escape. 
People have always been fascinated by this Exodus story, wondering if it comes from historical facts, Drew said. What this study shows is that the description of the waters parting indeed has a basis in physical laws. Drew and his colleagues used models that showed that a wind of 63 miles per hour, lasting for 12 hours, would have pushed back waters estimated to be six feet deep. This would have exposed mud flats for four hours, creating a dry passage about two to two and a half miles long and three miles wide. To match the account in the Bible, the water would have to be pushed back into both the lake and the channel of the river, creating barriers of water on both sides of newly exposed mud flats, which is exactly what the models show could have happened. As soon as the wind stops, the water would have come rushing back. Anyone still on the mud flats would be at risk of drowning. As the Bible story goes, Moses and the fleeing Israelites were trapped between Pharaoh's advancing chariots and a body of water that has been variously translated as the Red Sea. In a divine miracle, a mighty east wind blew all night, splitting the waters and leaving a passage of dry land with walls of water on both sides. The Israelites were able to flee to the other shore. But when the Pharaoh's army attempted to pursue them in the morning, the waters rushed back and drowned the soldiers. The simulations match fairly closely with the account in Exodus, Drew said. The parting of the waters can be understood through fluid dynamics. The wind moves the water in a way that's in accordance with physical laws, creating a safe passage with water on two sides and then abruptly allowing the water to rush back in. By pinpointing a possible site south of the Mediterranean Sea for the crossing, about 75 miles north of the Suez Reef, where other groups have focused, it also could be of benefit to experts seeking to research whether such an event ever took place, end of quote. God's word is true and righteous altogether. God's word is the place to build your life. The skeptics will continue with their blind skepticism, but the childlike shall enter in. God said, Exodus chapter 14, verses 21 through 28, And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night, and made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. And the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon the dry ground, and the waters were a wall unto them, on their right hand and on their left. And the Egyptians pursued and went in after them to the midst of the sea, even all Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen. And it came to pass that in the morning watch the Lord looked upon the host of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and of the cloud, and troubled the host of the Egyptians, and took off their chariot wheels, that they drave them heavily, so that the Egyptians said, Let us flee from the face of Israel, for the Lord fighteth for them against the Egyptians." And the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch out thine hand over the sea, that the waters may come again upon the Egyptians, upon their chariots, and upon their horsemen. And Moses stretched forth his hand over the sea, and the sea returned to his strength when the morning appeared, and the Egyptians fled against it, and the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. And the waters returned and covered the chariots, and the horsemen, and all the host of Pharaoh that came into the sea after them, there remained not so much as one of them. Exodus fifteen eight and with the blast of thy nostrils the waters were gathered together, the floods stood upright as in heap, and the depths were congealed. 
in the heart of the sea. God said, Exodus twelve thirty five and 36, And the children of Israel did according to the word of Moses, and they borrowed of the Egyptians jewels of silver and jewels of gold and raiment. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, so they lent unto them such things as they required, and they spoiled the Egyptians. Man said the great miracles of the Bible have no anchor in truth. They are merely fairy tales and highly exaggerated stories passed down through the generations. Now you have the record.